Hey, and welcome back to another one on the Always Dean for Life podcast, Woo-hoo. where we come together, share stories, connect, and maybe even have a few laughs. <laughs> it is so good to be back. As always, I hope you are doing amazing out there, wherever you are listening to this podcast in the world. So we are back. I'm here with Rick Woo-hoo. again. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh my God, man. Oh. You know, it's, so, been, it's been a ride, man. It's no been a ride. doubt. I no mean, it's only doubt. been about, what, 48 hours since the last one? <laughs> so much can happen. So little time. So much can happen in 48 hours. 48 hours. <laughs> the sequel to the sequel <laughs> of the event oh, that was your life is now on recording. Yes. Anyway. So what's happening, man? What's, what's happening, man? On? I don't know, man. I mean, I got what my man? divorce, and I'm trying to find a job, and things go one way, then they go another oh, way. Oh, I see. But in the end, they get better. So in other words, life is the wave. normal. The wave. Up, yeah. down, up, down. It was a wave today. Um, I'm sure everyone out there has had this happen. You have a really good day. Everything's great. Oh, yeah. Go to sleep. You wake up, and it's like, okay, what what happened? <laughs> Who who unplugged me during the night and didn't plug me all the way in? And why is everything out of sync? And, you know, why is the sky purple and and the the ground blue? And why do I feel like this? And I, you know, I actually had such a a garbage morning. I, I, I just said, you know what? I've listened to Mark. This too (laughs) shall pass. Yeah. The magic four. So I I curled up in a ball in my bed, put the covers over Mm. and just hid there for about, I don't know, half an hour to an hour or something like that. And then I, I I just, you know, um, Zen, this too shall pass. And I got out of bed. I was like, it passed. Oh, wow. I'm back to normal. It's the wow factor. Yay team. And the rest Mm -hmm. of my day has been great. So, you know, what what did we learn? Learning, what did we learn, everybody? Well, you know, don't feed into the negativity. It will pass. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. This too shall pass. So the magic four. The magic mark, magic four. I, you know, <laughs> the come, magic up, mark. come up with your own interpretation. But <laughs> I, I, I tell you, man, it was kind of touch and go there for a while. And then it was kind of like, why am I getting all flipped out about yeah, it? Well, you're just on yeah. that wave up and down. And uh, yeah. it just happened to be down and you yeah. lost balance trying to go up yeah yeah so you know? one of the things i did was i i did my workout yeah i'd like to do an aerobic thing for like about 30 minutes just really work it and stretching and it's not in lifting any weights or anything i just want to stay toned and and have good heart health nothing else you know? it's all good and that yeah. made me feel better then i took a really really hot shower and just let the the nozzle on the wall just hit all my sore spots because for whatever reason my back was hurting me today. I don't have no idea. I must have had a weird night in position or something. Yeah, and maybe. It all kind of came together. I just felt so much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do believe there's a couple of things that help um, your brain health, like like for not feeling down. One is your gut health and your spinal health. I mean, it, it it's all connected, right? It's right. all connected. And if your gut is healthy because you eat right and you exercise and all that stuff and you keep your body healthy, your mind's healthy too in the sense that you can bounce back from a day like that. I mean, I'm thinking in the past when I didn't have these tools mm-hmm. and understanding it, that could have laid me out for a whole month or a whole week or who knows, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm, you know, right on Mark. Well, you know Yay. how I get it. I get it pretty bad sometimes, you know. Sure. I wake up with, uh, you know, sore back or sore neck. 
which I, ultimately I get my headache. Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. So and yeah, my headaches are yeah. real bad. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was just it, yeah. it so yeah, how am I doing? I'm doing good now. I'm really happy. I'm I'm back to good, my I'm glad. self. I mean, and, you know, it's all about just regaining yeah. that balance, right? I just hate that feeling of um overwhelming chaos it, mm. it it doesn't happen to me very often anymore mm-hmm. but when it does it's just like oh for the love of you know like no no not happening <laughs> you know like out out shoo 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 you know it, yeah so but you just gotta try our hardest to you know push so, it where it belongs <laughs> yeah so you know I'm, what i'm gonna try to do tonight uh when i go to sleep mm-hmm. is maybe just make sure the pillows are in a different place and make the bed differently. And, yeah. you know, maybe I won't be in that weird position where I must have kinked something or something. You know, it happens, right? You get tired and you dead asleep and maybe you thrash around, you don't know. And then the next oh, thing you know, sure. you're, you're putting your whole alignment <laughs> out, you know. So, yeah, it's weird that way. I mean, sometimes I feel like when I sleep, sometimes I'm all over the place. And then there's sometimes I feel I sleep, I haven't moved. <laughs> I know what you mean. I've been in the same position I, yeah, since I yeah, went to bed. Yeah. And, and, and it's weird because, um, you know, you get older and you're always grateful for those nights where it's like, oh, it's it's like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, I have to go to the bathroom. Yay, mm. I made yeah. it through the night, you know, because it's inevitable. It's going to happen. You got to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and, and it's it's really sucks because it breaks up your sleep. Oh, sure. I try to do it where, okay, I, it's sort of happening. Oh, okay. I'm on autopilot. I'm still asleep. I'm sort of just praying I don't bang into anything. <laughs> it's like, a, can I do this in the dark? And then if I hear the water, I'm like, yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back to sleep, you know. Because it really water, disrupts your sleep when yeah. you go to the bathroom at night. Every day. It, I don't know. Sorry. Old man, here I tell you my day. Yeah, it's just sort of one of those things, right? So, mm. But yeah, I don't know. And then, um, you know, we got out and did a little birding the other day, and that was nice. It was sunny, and um, we saw some uh, that harrier. Oh, my God. I, yeah, mean, that, yeah. I don't know if that was your energy or our energy or just happened to be that it decided to fly, literally, like, glide over the windshield because we were parked. Yep. And land about 30 feet away and look at us like, I am so cool, and I know it. Now, if you excuse me, <laughs> I'm going to fly down the dike now. It was yeah. so cool. It was yeah. so cool because they look like an owl. They got that face, you know. That was kind of neat. And, and as and, difficult as it was, uh, I, I was able to get out and uh, I think I got a few shots anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. We'll have to share them if they did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then we did, we went down the it literally road. flew right past my... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll yeah. have to send you the shots so the folks can see the one road we were on with all the leaves on it. That was so oh, neat. Oh, wow. That was so cool. Yeah. Uh, it was almost like tunnel vision. It was you beautiful. think you're in a different country yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. Think, you know, you think you're in like uh, Lord of the Rings when you see a place like that where the, the road goes along and the leaves are everywhere and the trees and the mountain, they're all in the photo. Yeah, I it was surreal. My, I just took up my phone, but it was kind of like, oh, that's kind of a neat shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it was kind of cool. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll get out tomorrow. Maybe we'll get out the next day. I don't know. But it, yeah. it, it, it's uh, such a nice way to spend an afternoon, especially when it was warm like that in November, which is kind of weird up here, but at our location, yeah. maybe it's cold, but it was so nice. It was. I mean, I enjoyed it while it's here, but it was weird. <laughs> it's weird to have that around Remembrance Day because usually by now up here in our lovely lower mainland, 
you're freezing your butt off. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You know? And and I was thinking about this. I was talking to a friend about this. You know, he's over in uh, Victoria, and he was out birding, and we were talking on the phone. He's like, uh, I can't believe this. I've seen dragonflies. Oh, wow. You know, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, for those that don't understand, usually in the past, by October, I don't know, mid-October, they'd be long gone because it got cold. I mean, even the beginning of October would start chilling down a bit, and you wouldn't really see that past maybe the 20th or something. Mm. It's, you know, mid-November. Right. And a couple of years ago, we had one in December. I have a photograph of it, a dragonfly in December. Oh, wow. Which is wild for this latitude. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. So, it there's definitely some changes coming in their uh, weather, I agree. It's oh, kinda, for sure. It's kind of different out there. But, um, yeah, it, it's been nice uh, getting out and doing the bird thing. Um, it's always great when we go out and we bump into eagles and harriers yeah, yeah. And, and raptors because they play on the wind and they just make you wish you could fly with them. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm kind of afraid of heights, it's just one of those weird dichotomies about me. <laughs> Not really into heights, but damn it, if I could fly, I probably would. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, um. You know that the, the but it, getting back to what we were talking about earlier, um, it's it's funny how um, for me mm-hmm. I didn't have these tools growing up where I could channel energy in a different way. So it's really fascinating that you can have an off day in the beginning of the day, mm-hmm. and something that prior to working on this would have taken days, weeks, months to feel better. It could be like mm-hmm, that for me. Sure. I'm sure other people that go through this. Uh, now it can be a matter of hours and just turn it around. Yeah. That's the power of the wow, people. The <laughs> WOW on the WOW network. The wow factor. You know, that that is the truth, though. It's it's really is a wow thing. Yeah. I, think, I think we're on to something. Yeah, we got to make the whole world feel wow. And not that commercial. Uh, we're not talking about that stuff. We're talking about <laughs> energy within you. Yeah. That wow energy. Yeah, you just gotta yeah. continue, you know, walking on that wave. And, yeah. uh, you know, we all lose balance. And if you lose balance, you know, do what you gotta do, what works or helps to retain that balance. I, I think what I'm learning That's all. in this journey is it's okay to fall. Yeah. It's just pick yourself up quickly yeah. and get back on it. You know, don't spend too long letting it pull you down. Like, push it off and get back up. Sounds easy. I, I guess it isn't in some <laughs> respects, but when you work on it, mm-hmm. it gets easier. Yeah. Not that it's easy. No. It just gets easier. Hopefully you know what I mean, but yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Just, it's, just it's like funny. anything with, with practice or anything, you know, True. repetitive. Like True. the more you do it, the more easier for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now look, I know this daylight savings thing is probably killing everybody. Cause I, I can't believe it, you know, what time it is my body's still telling me it's a different time now i'm sure people have had endless conversations about this oh i'm sure we don't have to really recycle that (laughs) i just want to say leave it forward forever just put it forward don't look back fair enough and we'll always be perpetually moving forward Mm -hmm. you put it back and it's just uh i mean that's might be why this week's been difficult I mean, everybody I talk Maybe. to is having trouble this yeah. week. I mean, everybody I talk to. And I think it has to do with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So we got to find a way to help our friends out there in the uh, listening universe come up with a strategy that works if they're having trouble. Now, is it one of these things where you have to mentally say to yourself, irrelevant, that's the time, then that's the time. Yeah, basically, I know. It's hard to do, though. I know. (laughs) Because your body gets on that schedule. Well, it's time to eat, you know, know, time to go for walkies or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, that in combination with the days being a bit shorter now, obviously for light, yeah. uh, and they will get shorter for the next while until we hit uh, the solstice. There, uh, you know, it, it, it. I think that's part of it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So definitely, all I can say is, everybody, just hang in there. It's going to get better. I mean, it, it, this too shall, shall pass. <laughs> you bet. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's definitely has a huge factor, especially this week. I mean, I've, you know, it's been a wave for me this week too. Um, there you go. But, you know, I, I just do things to help regain. Like, you know, mm. today, I took most today just for myself yeah, to, yeah. Uh, you know, reflect and, and think. Um, That's good. That's obviously, again, like I mentioned before, I know there's a slim line there, like, because to to allow yourself to overthink can be dangerous as well but yeah that's you know right. that's right to allow yourself to think and just reflect you know at whatever's going on with you or whatever happened or you know whatever conversations you've had you that's know right. and you're thinking yeah yeah no totally man. Yeah. yeah um you know this week's kind of been up and down for me with good news bad news like everybody you know it's kind of weird i get lots of good news then i get a whole bunch of bad news. Yeah. Now we got good news again. And it's kind of like, okay, this is a ping pong match that we need to stop and just have it maybe be a little less for a while. But I think it's mm. magnified well, by what we talked about. That yin and yang, right? Yeah. You, you can't have the good without the bad. That's you can't true. have the bad without the good. But, but I think, I think it's magnified by the fact that we changed the length of the day from this artificial daylight mm-hmm. change and the darkness, which is longer now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's something about that can put your, at least for me, it takes me like two weeks to adjust to that. I don't know about other people, but it can, yeah. it can, some very rarely in years, it takes a couple of days. Yeah. Usually it takes me about a good week or two and then, okay, now I'm back in the groove. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I guess it varies to person to person. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like, do we really need to do this anymore? <laughs> like, I get in the old days when everybody farmed, it was important, but can we not keep it normal and let the farmers adjust their own schedules? <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. I mean, I don't know, because I think that's what I understand. That's why they do it, right? Um, but just, I don't know. It just seems like it's a lot of change very quickly that Mm-hmm. nobody really enjoys and may- maybe we can find a better way <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah. all i'm saying man. oh yeah so. yeah yeah it's been a really weird wave you know it's bad and then good um yeah and then all of a sudden like with me um it's been a huge wave of, of good which is overwhelming but like Positively, positive. I'd say overdue, but you know, overwhelming. Uh, oh, sure. Not yeah. to get into details, but overwhelming. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good word. You know, maybe that's what it is that I'm feeling this week, and maybe this is what other people have been feeling. I've been talking to it, it's kind of an overwhelming, yeah. Because yeah. if you have 
that type of change, plus you've got maybe the, the normal life stuff and then other stuff is thrown in there, it can get a bit it's just sort of over, it short circuits your body a little bit, maybe. Yeah. And then you just got to reset and feel better and get back into the groove. And I, that's how I'm thinking for me, it's mm-hmm. been, you know. Um, yeah, I like that. Overwhelming. Yes. I think you nailed it. I think that's what it's <laughs> been this week for me, but not always in a bad way. No, no. Just more no. of a, whoa, could we just maybe have this come at me one at a time and. <laughs> <laughs> not three things at a time yeah, yeah. you know but uh you can't control that so mm-hmm. well the the thing with me is it's overwhelming it's positive but it's overwhelming uh for the reason of it's it's huge the one thing oh yeah uh, which i will eventually share <laughs> just i'm not getting details not, right now not my place to share yeah, is yeah. your, your um, thing but know, uh yeah it, it, you know it's huge <laughs> All I can say it is and massively huge. Yes, yes. I mean, I know mm-hmm. what it is, obviously. Wink, yeah, wink, but I, yeah. I, not my place to discuss that here, <laughs> unless you want to. <laughs> I will eventually. You yeah, know. fair when, enough. When I know uh, things are more written in stone, you know? And they're yeah, more... you know, in the planning stage yeah, and sort of yeah. what's going on. Um, yeah. I can see your point on I'm that. I'm not the type to just jump unless I know. Right? <laughs> I'm not either. I know? need that certainty, like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this yeah, is this yeah. is a go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that go that goes for um anything. Oh sure. When you need when you meet new people, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you kind of feel them out, and you want to be friends, and you know, if it's if it's someone you want to be in a relationship with, mm-hmm. you kind of want to just, you know, how how is this going to work, right? <laughs> and then if it looks like it's good, okay, right on, you know. Yeah, until you, know. you do something silly like me and go to college and take social service worker, child specialist with psychology, and then what happens were after? Tr- were you trying to sabotage it? <laughs> what happens after? I end up now, I can't help it. It's just natural. I profile people. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. It just, it's just, I, na- you know what I mean? To, you meet I'm someone. Gonna, I'm just going to stop you right there <laughs> and say, you know, that's probably not a good idea there, Mark. Well, uh, you know. But it just, it, we all do it. It's yeah. just a question of maybe you want to do it in such a way it's a positive thing. Because when you when you say, yeah yeah no you no say that, not in a negative way, <laughs> but, but, but you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. right? Absolutely, it's always going to go first. Ooh, that's really negative. Ooh, yeah, wow, yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> it's human nature to want to slot things into slots. Oh, very true. You yes. know, okay, this person has this, 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 this. Yeah. I yeah, get that, yeah. but yeah, profile, oh man. I mean, on an Android, That's a loaded yeah, word, yeah. man. There's, oh, it is. There's a few words like that <laughs> left in the language, and that's one of them. Ooh. Uh-oh, <laughs> we learned something today. Um, yeah, no, it, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, we all, I, I do that too. I, heck, I categorize everything. That's, yeah. my, that's my thing. That's the other one. Ooh, you know, like birding. Right? Ooh, is it a finch? Is it a sparrow? Oh, what is that? You know, and it, it's just done in microseconds. You know, Mr. Data accessing, accessing. And, and you know, I do that with a lot of stuff, right? Like we're driving along and I'll drive people nuts. They don't even see what I'm talking about. Oh, that was Songsboro. Well, that was a... Oh, there's lots of times I don't. You know. They like, say what? Yeah. There's lots of times I don't. You know, you can't see it. It just flew by. Zoom. 80 clicks or something. Oh, yeah. At least I keep my head in the window. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, my dad would be literally looking out the window with the steering wheel in one hand going, oh, now what is that? Oh, that's a telephone pole? No, what is that? No, I like... 
look at the road, man. <laughs> I used to drive my mom nuts. Oh, my goodness. Um, we got used to it. I mean, I thought all the kids were raised like that. You know, then I realized when I was with other families, you know, when you go on school trips or whatever, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's a unique thing to my family. Okay. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but he, when I drive, as you know, Whatever flies in front of me better be right along the road or across the road because I'm not looking at anything else but the road. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to be. Not, this is a different era. He did that, and no one lived here. You can mm. get away with that. There's nobody on the roads back then. But now, I mean, if you did that, you'd be wiping. Oh yeah. Now we're three just three seconds so fly, man. Overwhelmed with traffic. It, yeah. It's just yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Um, you know, when we were kids. Uh, my my dad was a teacher, right? So when we had long weekends, like the May long weekend, he'd get off teaching at, I don't know, 3.30 or whatever, and we'd hop in the car and we'd drive up to the Okanagan and we'd get there, you know, just after dinner. Oh, okay. You can't do that today. It's a parking lot out there. <laughs> we'll get there, you know, oh, halfway through the holiday just to turn around and come back. Mm. But you could do that back then. There's nope. nobody here, man. Oh, yeah. It was great. And you could always get a campsite, no problem. You didn't have to reserve them. They'd just be available. You just show up and, okay, we'll take that one. You know, now it's like, oh, no, they're all reserved, sir. Yeah, it's weird. Like they're, like, they're reserved. Like, or, excuse um, me, you're just going for more money. Eh? You okay. got, yeah, you got to pay for them. Oh, so dude, many of them. more dollars. Eh? Uh, that's, <laughs> but that's a different web uh, sort of uh, webinar uh, conversation. And <laughs> we'll leave that for someone else to go on about it. But yeah, you, you know that's something we'll have to do though. Is um, we'll have to take this on the road, and we'll have to get you out of the Lower Mainland and go somewhere fun and new to see some birds. Yeah. And one of the trips I can think of would be just going up the Coquihalla and going on the other side of the mountains and experiencing the dry belt. It's so different. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything's gorgeous. Like in the spring, we do that. It was a traditional trip we do, and it's so much fun. Oh, I'm sure towards. Uh my Sin- sisters would be oh that area is amazing yeah. i've been i've been in that part of the world yeah 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 i mean this is just like going to merit and going to kamloops and doing that oh, yeah. dry zone oh my god beautiful absolutely beautiful yeah i know such beautiful country <coughs> excuse me i'm talking uh Kootenays. oh yeah oh yeah. that's nice country too yeah we're really lucky in this province we have so many unique beautiful places that we can go travel to where you can drive to them you don't even really need to fly them. I mean, if you got the money, I guess you could. But I mean, really, you, you can get away with just hop a car and drive. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not that far away. You know. Yeah, and I I really enjoy road trips. I always have. Oh, I, I was addicted to them when <laughs> I was know, a kid. I I'm one of these guys. I go stop. I go look at this. Hey, What's this? <laughs> talk about addiction. You know. <clears throat> oh, there's a such and such in Cranbrook. Okay, let's go. And we get in the car and we go. We do a road trip to Cranbrook <laughs> on the spot because there's a bird there we want to see. You know. <laughs> Oh, oh, there's wow. some rare bird up in Prince George. Well, let's go Zzz, all day long. And then all day long we get there, we see it. Okay, now we'll make it into a fun like weekend thing or whatever. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we do that all the time. Back when gas was so cheap, you could do... Okay, I'm getting on that subject again. But, you know, back when, back when you <laughs> it could, is what it is. Back when you could do things. Yeah. Um, now, I'm glad I did it when I did it. And I really don't do it anymore because I just... Who could afford it? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. like I used to go over to the island all the time when I was a young person. I had tons of friends over there. We'd go birding, we'd travel around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, I was a foot passenger, and I, I'm not kidding. I could do the whole trip for the whole weekend for about 
20 to 40 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, if you want to go to the pub, okay, 40 bucks. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I mean, like under 50 bucks. Yeah. I'm not making that up. That's what you Can you do that now? No. <laughs> no, not a chance. Wow. Yeah. Whole nother time. You know, and, and we went all the time to chase birds over there, and it was so much fun. So, you know, I, I, I love road trips. I mm-hmm. love that stuff. It, Absolutely. You know, it, there's a little bit of the adventurer in you and me and other people that do that. Um, so there's that. It's the camaraderie of the fun. Mm-hmm. And then you add the thrill of the chase because you don't know if when you get there, what you're going to see is still there. Fair so enough. there's always that aspect. So yeah. there's kind of that, ooh, uh, hidden element of surprise, you know. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of a fun thing. And it can be very addictive. Oh, no doubt. But yeah. I, at some point, I, I, well, when I got married, I had to sort of stop that because you know, <laughs> my ex was like, look, you know, you can't be doing that all the time. I won't see you. And it's like, well, that's true. And mm-hmm. she wasn't into doing it. She did a few and she enjoyed it, but it wasn't her saying. So, yeah, you know, Fair you had enough. to compromise, you know. Yeah. And so I kind of got out of it. And I'm kind of glad I did because I've seen tons of cool stuff, but I kind of want to learn about the stuff that's here naturally, not right. the unusual stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. that's important to know what's native to the area, right? Right. And maybe do a little protection for some of them too. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't mean like stop all this or that. I just mean have corridors they can live in, areas they can get by. You know, yeah. maybe maybe if they're all migrating along this mountain range, that's the mountain range. You don't put big towers on that kills half of them. Maybe put it on the one that doesn't have as much. This is the type of stuff you can do. It yeah. has a huge impact in the positive way the wow factor you know <laughs> yeah i used to do that with environmental consulting stuff and hopefully that will continue on I, I don't know if they'd even do that type of work anymore to be honest with you but it it was really interesting yeah and you get to go to crazy places i bet yeah you know um places you never go to and you see this incredible wilderness of beauty and oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you really see what the planet's all about because when yeah. you live in the Develop there like the lower mainland let's say you've got little patches of it here and there but it's not quite the same thing as um going up to the mountaintop and all you see is wilderness you know that's kind of a trippy feeling you know you're kind of like oh yeah hmm if i had to get out of here in an emergency this is this is involving a major expedition just to get out of here you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah so you know that's kind of that's kind of a different feeling. It kind of it's kind of humbling in a good way because mm-hmm. you know you kind of go okay yeah now I know where I should be I don't I'm, I think I'm here but I'm really down here you know mm-hmm. so that's positive energy with the wow factor in a different way yeah see what I do with road trips is a little different um, probably maybe more or just as dangerous um, depends what you're doing I suppose well you know I. My biggest thing is I love exploration and I love to find um, and discover like abandoned places or like ghost towns and I film them. I walk and film them. That 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 could be dangerous. That could be cool. That could be very very freaky though. It can be, I guess. I mean, do you go at night or during the day? Well, depending, I guess. And do you use night vision and, you know, sort of type of stuff that maybe you could find something a little bit freaky walking around at nighttime there or, you know cause, i got some I mean, gear be, yeah be careful what you wish for <laughs> there mark you know? <laughs> yeah i got some gear uh, and oh and, yeah you know uh yeah oh that's cool that's cool yeah i'm into yeah. that kind of thing too mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, oh yeah, that 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 is neat. I, I used to love it when we went to places where you would find like an abandoned farm house or something mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, and you know you'd you'd walk around. It hasn't changed in decades. And, yeah, and it was always kind of that feeling. Of, this is really interesting. I wonder who lived here and you know what happened. Yeah, and yeah. There's a story there. I mean, I get so intrigued with uh, ghost towns because you know when I walked through them, I just I can't help to think of the history yeah, yeah. there was people thriving here sure there's people in and out of these places and you know conversations were here and dreams oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know amazing energy you yep. know yeah oh and, yeah for sure and it's man. just uh really intriguing and especially like the older uh that you find because some can be quite old um they're just more more and more intriguing because you you kind of get an idea of how they lived. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, you know, they lived here in a place like this, and they lived like this, you know, and you just kind of explore and discover these things. And mm-hmm. I love it. When, yeah. when we were kids in Arizona, uh, when we went down there for a long period of time uh, back in the 70s, well, it's a long time ago, we went to an area where um, the First Nation people lived in the hillside and you can still see where they excavated out the places they lived and and they had these ladders i guess it was really well protected from everything Mm -hmm. that was amazing i I mean to me as a little kid i'm thinking how did you carve it out of the rock (laughs) to begin with yeah you know we're not talking like drill bits and stuff i mean Mm -hmm. they had to use really like you think about it very simple tools i'm sure and how many years did it take? Because it wasn't just one; it was like several. Right. And and um, what drove you to do that? And and um, you know, was it sustainable? Like like what happened? And what what were the stories like? I would. I mean, you can't know, but it would no. really need yeah. to know. Like, what was the circumstances? Why they did it? Was it successful? How long they lived there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah. Just I know what you mean. Like yeah. that. That's even older because I'm. That's probably going back about. They probably live, I can't remember, like 10,000 years ago. Yeah, maybe. oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if the, the tribe that that tribe was actually stayed there mm. when there was contact. I have to look that up. But, I, I mean, I know they were there way, way, way back. Mm-hmm. It, just, it was just fascinating. Oh, for sure. And the rocks there, you know, they're like these gorgeous colors of reds and oranges yeah. and yeah. stuff. So it just, it just gives it that total, um, like, sci-fi movie feel. Like, mm-hmm. you know... <laughs> You, you feel like any second that's going to be Planet of the Apes and woo, <laughs> you know that music and you know all that stuff is going to start happening because you're looking at something that's well, it's no doubt probably why know. they film out in places like that because yeah, it's cause just it's just something about it, right? Perfect. You know, like the rocks, and yeah. You feel like you're on Mars or something. You know? So <laughs> yep. yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. But that is neat, you know. That's yeah, neat. like one of my favorite places I've gone to is um, Goldbridge. Goldbridge. Oh my goodness, yeah, man. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, Beautiful. Yeah. That is a gorgeous place. Yeah. I, I saw grizzly bear there. That's one of the... And I feel so lucky, you know. too, because I got to go there and walk through all the houses that are still standing. Neat. And um, I got to film and take pictures of the original, the original mine. Um, oh, wow. And, um, yeah, I got lucky because I believe I got the last video footage and pictures of the original mine because they took it down right after that oh wow yeah so i just made it on time to you know experience it and see it and it's like wow right 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 yeah yeah 
I know uh, oh, it's got to be at least 20 years ago now. We were up in like Barkerville, which is that abandoned town up in northern BC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same vibe. I've heard you, know? you, you go there and you're like, oh, wow, people lived here. Yeah. I don't think anyone lives there anymore. Maybe now things have changed, but I don't remember anyone lived there when I was there. It was like abandoned. You know? Oh, yeah. It was kind of the same idea. It was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really intriguing. I mean, I remember in Goldbridge there, um, walking through the houses. <coughs> Excuse me. Some of them were like totally empty. Uh, one that I walked through was still furnished and everything. There was stuff in there. And um, I remember walking in the door. And to my left, there was a bedroom, and I turn, and I see, you know, the what's left of the bed, you know, basically the, uh, what do you call it, the springs, springs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and sitting on there is an open Bible, <laughs> whatever's left of it, you know. Wow, that's pretty wild. Whatever's left of that's the Bible, That's wild, yeah. wow. It was, I got it all filmed, I got it all on video, yeah, Wow. walking through there. Growing up, um, there used to be a community on Sea Island, and my family knew a lot of the people there. And then they got kicked out because they were going to do a runway expansion, which is now the third runway. Mm. So for many, many years, we used to go in there because it became abandoned and it all grew in. Oh, yeah. so these, I remember as a little kid, these beautiful manicured places, and then suddenly it became this wild place with houses, sort of like what you're talking about. Right. And great for birds. We used to get all kinds of owls in there and, and, and other types of birds in there. And so I, I used to go there all the time. It was so close where I lived. And I knew where all the little owls would be hanging out. So we'd walk around and this grove of trees would be good and this grove of trees would be good. And you, you could go in these houses People, of course, took all the metals out of them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of torn up a bit. But it's still like you could go through these and, you know, people live there. Yeah. And it w- it's too bad it doesn't still exist because it would have been a great place to do movies because you had that haunted vibe to the Oh, yeah. Because it got all overgrown and, you know, mm-hmm. the road is still there, but it's kind of covered in, uh, you know, brambles and, and trees are growing out of it. It was so cool. I'm so sorry it's gone now, but yeah. they, they took it all out for the, the runway. But it, 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 there's a little bit of it left near McDonald Beach you can go to on in Sea Island, but um, it yeah. was the same idea. I used to love doing that. Like, I'd, it would be hard sometimes because they dug out, it was all ditches, right? So they would dig out the ability to get to the houses easily, but there would be ways you could get over to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember going in there and it, it was the same idea. You kind of go in there and like, this is kind of creepy. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, some ghost could have come out of here or something, right? And, and uh, it, it, was, it had that vibe, you know, you know, it was kind of wild. But um, I just remember that vibe and I can see how that would be kind of, addictive mm-hmm. you know what was going on here and uh, you know and who lived here and, you know all those questions come up right yeah for oh, sure yeah. man yeah. yeah yeah i found amazing things up there um and i got all the footage ah, i'll neat. share it eventually for sure that's neat yeah yeah that is so cool yeah i had some great adventures up there <laughs> yeah I, you know when i when i did the um my stupid bush work or when i would chase birds or you know go birding on new places to see all the stuff around the province I, I just went everywhere and literally i went to every corner of the province and i've done pretty much been through every town in this province i mean i just think there's only maybe one highway i haven't actually driven which is the cassiar oh wow because it 
you you really do need like to bring extra tires and jerry cans and be prepared to have your truck get destroyed if you do it because it's just a logging road that runs along the off the coast up towards atlin and that uh, oh, okay from, i think north of rupert something like that so i never did get to do that one i may get to do it one of these days i've heard, I've heard about it but, never say never but um <laughs> but you know you go through these little towns mm. and you would come across weird things like that um out in the middle of nowhere and stuff oh like yeah states that were kind of abandoned and things it, it is kind of wild mm-hmm. it is kind of wild you know yeah, yeah. so I, I can see the allure of that oh for sure yeah um i i can remember um Especially when we used to go down south, like we'd go to Washington every year to Wenatchee and that, and there there were these abandoned farms and stuff in those days, and and you would go there and it'd be great for birds, great for birds, because no one lives there, right? So all mm. the birds move in, so you know, oh, there'd be a longer owl nest there, or, or uh, you know, you'd, you'd see whatever, right? Like I remember we do that, and 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 um, it would always make it kind of feel for the the pioneers because it felt. Because that part of Washington, I don't know if it's like that anymore, but it always felt very, very um, rural. Like, you could jump back in time and you're back when they first settled the place. Oh, There's places wow. like that we used to go birding, Man. you know, and, and you get a real vibe for what it must have been all like at one time, right? It's very desert and things really don't change there that much, right? So mm. it takes a long time and um, just absolutely beautiful. I mean, it, it really nice part of the world. And it was that kind of thing. I mm-hmm. just remember mm-hmm. that. There was that one place we got that long year down. It was always by this abandoned barn and there was this grove of trees and, and, and they'd overgrown, and there, but there was like a tunnel in the middle of them. You could walk in there. And that's what the owls were doing. They were flying in there and then they'd fly out. Oh, nice. It was just really cool. And this is all eye level. You could walk along and see this. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about that place you uh, actually recently shared, I think, photos of? It's like Triangle Island or something. That's, that place looks crazy. That is, that <laughs> is the most remote place you can go to in this province um, that I've ever been. And I, trust me, I've been in a lot of crazy <laughs> places. And that was the wildest one. We had to, we had to go by helicopter. Uh, we left from Holberg from helicopter. That's the north end of the island. You fly out over Cape Scott and you just keep going to the end. So there's a bunch of islands. Mm-hmm. There's Lance, Beresford, and Cox Islands or the Scott Islands. And then the last one at the very end is Triangle Island. Oh, wow. And it's teeny, teeny, tiny. It's basically the top of a mountain peak that juts out of the water. Yeah, it's kind of what it looked like in the picture. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, you know what is it like a mile by a mile, if that, and then there's a sea stack there that's attached to it um, that the waves go under and through. Mm. It's, it's hollowed out, but it's thick enough you can walk on top of it and then oh, okay. shouldn't collapse on you. I mean, God forbid, <laughs> a lot of birds nest on. Um, and yeah, that that island. Uh, there was a book about the place, and you know, I had a month. I was wor- we were working on birds, so we had downtime at night. I read the book and. Back in like 1905, they put two families to settle and farm on there. They, they didn't have a clue about farming in these days. And one of the the main purpose of this was they had a lighthouse keeper there. So they wanted them to farm there to be self-sufficient and look after a lighthouse. Okay. Well, the two families f- had a big fight within the first couple of months of living there. And they ended up not talking to each other for like 10 years. They were on the island. I mean, there's... 
They're talking like a mile by a mile. You don't oh talk to your neighbor. Goodness, like, man. <laughs> this is in the book, right? And Ooh. and um, what was you, you know you love remnants of buildings. So um, we were in a cabin on the beach that had been put up that that year because the previous one got blown up by the wind. The wind out there is some of the highest winds ever recorded in Canada. I mean they they go beyond on the west coast that anyway. Oh, I mean, man. it's like hurricane force stuff. Whew. Experienced it. It's crazy. And so they had a brand new cabin on the beach. They didn't in the old days, they lived on top of the island. And if you can find archive photographs, they had cables holding everything down. These giant cables drilled into the earth would hold the house down. And wow. they would have livestock blown off. <laughs> and you would find their bones on the beach. Still, you would still find remnants Good of the So crazy remote, okay? And um, the lighthouse, for whatever reason, they pulled it down. My understanding was that um, it was just a bit too high to be useful, and it would always be shrouded in cloud, so that the light would not really shine out and be a beacon for ships. And I believe the light part of the lighthouse is now, yeah, it's at Souk. It's in Souk. As a, you drive by it when you go on the main drag in Souk. It's, a, it's sort of like a museum. And they have oh, okay. it there. Because I, I, I remember stopping in and asking, and I found out that's what it was. So, But it it was um, it was crazy. Yeah, it sounds The weather was crazy. Goodness. The place was crazy. Um, uh, the waves were like... Wow. Okay, so you know, I we should probably put some photos up, but yeah. You so I when I wasn't doing net runs, I we were doing songbird banding for SFU. So I was I was voted the net boy. So I had to do all the extraction. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so you have a stopwatch. You have to go I think it was like every 15 to 20 minutes you do a net run and you take all the birds out that are in there so they don't want them in there too long. Mm. And we would measure them and look at the fat content on their, their bellies to see how they're doing. And then you put a little leg band on them and hopefully someone else will find that and you can find out about them. Nowadays they put little satellite trackers on them. Right. Technology's so much better now. Right. But that's what we did in the nineties. So anyway, if I wasn't doing that, I was scoping the ocean because the continental shelf falls away into the abyss there. You're right on, like it's a giant mountain that comes up out of the deep and it's right on the edge of the continent. And from there, deep water. Oof. I mean like deep blue water. You don't see it unless you go out in the ocean, not coastal. I mean offshore. Oh, and so as a result, when the wind blew, all the seabirds would come in. The albatrosses, the shearwaters, Jaegers, all the ocean birds were just like right there. So I took advantage of it. So I would just be scoping in my scope constantly, constantly. And if I wasn't doing a net run, that's what I would be doing. And, oh, and man. so I would see some crazy stuff. And I just remember watching a freighter going along in, in one of the storms and it goes up, 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 I mean, forever to go up, right? That down, 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 invisible, 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 invisible. And you're looking at your watch going, did it sink? I mean, God, man, it's been <laughs> oh, like wow. a, it's been like a minute, and then whoop, it pops up way over here. You know, you're oh, like, how goodness. big is this wave? Is this wave like two miles long or something? <laughs> Probably was North Pacific. They get big water, and I mean big water, and and um, so it was really neat for that. But on the last day, 
we had to pack it up because we were the last crew on the island. They had a bunch of crews that year doing what we were doing. So we had, when um, they were packing up the cabin, uh, Mark and I, another Mark, mm-hmm. we, we got a chance to go up to the top of the island. You have to go by ropes and do a little rock climbing, and then you get to the top. Oh, okay. And uh, it's very steep. And we got to go to the lighthouse stand. Oh, okay. Because that's left. And then the where the houses were, they pulled those down, but the basements are still there. Oh, wow. And where they where they planted fruit trees are still there. <laughs> the fruit trees only grow up to about, well, between where your waist and your kneecap are. They're 100-year-old trees because there's no trees on this island. It, it, no trees grow there. But Man. all the songbirds land in them because they're the only trees on the island. <laughs> So it was kind of wild seeing that. Um, and then we went down into the basement of the lighthouse. Oh, man. And that was so wild. I was glad that Mark had a light. So we went <laughs> down into the basement, and there's some wooden beams and things there, and, and the people had signed their carved their name in there, and there was all sorts of decades there. But the wildest one that we found was on there. It had an imperial Japanese flag. It was in Japanese, and it, it was 1942. Good gracious. And I wish wow. I could have gotten a photograph of yeah. what it said, because it had something to do with long live the empire or something. And you know those submarines were out there at that time, and you know they probably just, there's no one around, man. They landed there just to see what was there, and they probably hiked the island. I mean, wow. It was so wild. It was so <laughs> wild. I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, wow, a little bit of everything here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that that was one of the craziest places I ever worked. Um, I remember um, the storms were so strong there. The rain, not like here, you know, just falls straight down, right? It It kind of blows sideways, blows up before it eventually kind of drops maybe horizontally down but i've never seen rain that goes upward (laughs) until you go to a place like that oh geez um and and then you know we had the tsunamis that came in from the earthquake in japan that that was wild been there about two weeks you don't see anybody you the people you're with are all you're gonna see for the entire time you go to a place like that there is no one else you'll see the odd fishing boat offshore go by Mm -hmm. that's it so <laughs> it was a little weird when a helicopter just came out of nowhere and landed on the beach. I'm doing my net run and this this helicopter just lands. Boom. Three guys jump out. They're parks people. And um they're like, "Oh yeah, your your boss called us." Oh, okay, cuz we only turned our radio on at uh, for 1 hour at 7 o'clock at night to see okay. the battery. Right. Yeah, uh well you got we he there was an earthquake, a big one in Japan. There's tsunamis coming. They, they've seen them. They, they Apparently, they detected them. So it's going to affect you guys. So we were just told to get out here to warn you so you're not on the beach. You need to hike up to the top of the mountain, and we got to go. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at Mark and Mike and going, maybe they could have taken us with them? Like, yeah, I was going to say. It's like, supposed to be dangerous. Good like, luck. What the, uh, what, the, what the F, man? Like, what the F? <laughs> so, you know, I've never been in this situation before, so it's like, Okay, so we got, we took all our food, everything we could carry. We mm-hmm. just crammed the na- uh, the backpacks with that, and and you know some blankets and shit. And then we just hiked up the ropes as far as to the top we go. 
My so God. We're, so we're not quite at the top, but there was a ledge, and it's like, well, surely this will be safe, right? So we're sitting there, and and sure enough, it drums. the first wave came, and it went right up to the top of Puffin Rock, which we're looking up at. Oh, good God. <laughs> and I'm looking at them going, we are effed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waiting for it to maybe come and hit me and pull. I mean, you're out in the ocean. Yeah. No one's going to find your body out there. You're, you're gone. Yeah. So, but what happened was unbelievable. So the way the island is situated is there's a south beach that kind of faces a little bit to the east, a little bit west, but it's to the south. Mm. Waves came in from the northeast the opposite side. So it wrapped around the island, came around Puffin Rock, and because it's so steep, it ran out of energy. So it, it was really high. It just got lower and lower and lower, and then it got so low it came in, and unbelievably, it came right up to the door of the cabin and stopped. Oh. It didn't break like a wave you see on the beach. Right. Nope, it just went. Boom. And oh then the God. water just stayed there. And then kind of went back a bit. And it's like, oh, I guess the next one's coming. And then, yeah, it happened all over again. The same thing. Bang. And it, it did that several times. And oh. it was just like a relief. But then it's kind of like, what am I seeing here? And, and, I wish we had video cameras because mm. this is insane, right? So this went on for a while, and then nothing happened for a really long time because we were out. We were out in this for a long time. Like no one's going down below until it looks like it's safe, right? So it was in the afternoon, much later in the day, and I remember we're kind of going. It's been like two and a half hours since one of these things happened. Like, I do we go down now? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And it was it was kind of decided on, yeah, let's just go down. Deck with it. We'll yeah, we'll decision take, was made. Deck with okay, it. take our chances. Right? <laughs> Nothing wow. else happened, so we figured that the waves had passed us mm -hmm. by this point. You know, because mm -hmm. there is a there's a moment when they pass you. Okay, we we all kind of knew a little bit of geography, and we're all nerds with that sort of thing. So we knew, okay, well they're gonna pass, and when they pass, that should be the end of it. So that's what we figured, and we were right. Okay. Okay. So. I had to go do the transect. The transect was a walk where you just see what birds are around and you write it down and you come back. The transect takes you all along the beach to Puffin Rock, which sticks out on the west side. And then you go over a little uh, point called Kyber Pass, kind of fun name. Takes you down to this huge beach. It's the biggest beach on the island. It's the one on the north sort of west side of the island. Okay. Mm. It's very exposed. Okay. And I had been doing this now for a couple of weeks. So you always see the same debris on the beach. There's very large logs that don't move. And there's things that you find out there that they're always there every time you go. Okay. So I get up to Kyber Pass and I look out and the beach is stripped clean. All the dune grass that had shit in it that had been there forever mm -hmm. is gone. It's like someone came along with a giant vacuum and just cleaned it. And then I wow. looked up on the hill, which has got a, it's it's a rise, but mm -hmm. it's a very gentle rise compared to the rest of the island. That bloody wave went almost up to the top of the island. It could have actually come up and over. 
it was that high, but it didn't quite have enough oomph to do it. Oh, man. So it stopped short, thank God, and then it went back down. Yeah. And it stripped it of everything. It was unreal. It was unreal. <laughs> I was like, wow, I just experienced some serious power in nature like they talk about. Like, thank God we're not on this side of the island. Yeah. We would have been swept off. Oh, yeah. By the sounds of it, yep. You know, um, so yeah, uh, that, I've been to some crazy places, done some crazy stuff, had a, some <laughs> wild adventures in my life. I was all, like my sister says, I'm a pirate from another life. I agree. Because <laughs> I'll just, I used to love this stuff. I still like doing it. It just mm-hmm. got a little older and wiser and maybe, you know, realized, hmm, that's kind of dangerous. Maybe we shouldn't be doing that. But, <laughs> but um, when you're young, you don't know. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, crazy stuff, man. I uh, What a crazy place. But I wanted to mention... We had something kind of paranormal happen to us on that island, oh. and this isn't this isn't just like cabin fever. You know, we're working, so we're busy. You know, and so we were having um, we were sitting down to eat, and so we had a stove, like you put wood stove in there. That's what we had. So the wood stove was the most important thing. We always burn wood, everything. You want to mm-hmm. make a coffee, make burn. So we'd have that going all the time, and this was October, so it made sense. And um, so we're sitting down to eat, and it's not a huge cabin, but it, the front of it had these huge windows, and there's a little deck in front, and you would just look out over the, the bay and then out in the open ocean. It was actually gorgeous. I I think I have some wow. photos of that. And anyway, <laughs> you got three grown men sitting there <laughs> looking out the window. And then this person-like thing walks right across in front of the window and looks right at us and keeps going. Interesting. <laughs> All of us ran up. Who so, the hell's on the island? No one's supposed to be here. We ran out. There, right. no, there ain't nothing there. There's nobody there. There's no footprints. So that was the first and last you ever seen it. You guys went out. They so, was gone. So I. Well, yeah. And I, I hmm. said to uh, I said to them, um, "What did you guys see?" Because I saw an old older gentleman in a fishing outfit with a long beard. And they went, "Yep." Oh wow. <laughs> Found out at the end of our stay mm-hmm. that in like the 1890s, a fisherman got shipwrecked and drowned in that sea cave area of the um, Puffin Rock. Oh, wow. And we weren't the first people to see that. Okay, okay. That was pretty trippy. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, that thing would follow me around. When I was by myself walking it always kind of in my peripheral would see someone walking with me or behind me. It was a little weird. <laughs> Fair so enough, yeah. When you're sensitive to that shit, you notice it. Most mm. people don't. Um, when I found that rare flycatcher, it was a great crested flycatcher. It was the first one for the province, actually. I was actually not looking up at that point. I was walking on these seaweed rocks and I was just getting, this was like my first day on the island. I'm getting my, you know, sea legs, right? Because I didn't mm-hmm. want to fall and cause I got bad ankles, right? So I'm, I'm just trying to get in my legs. And it really felt like someone tapped me on the shoulder. And in my head, I swear to God, I heard, look up. Oh, man. So I looked up and there's this bird sitting there looking at me. And it's, there's a cliff, right? And it's like sitting on one of these little willowy, branchy things and was like whoa you know like (laughs) and this is no optics at this point no no, just no optics i'm just looking at going tropical kingbird because that's a bird from the 
the South that shows up this bright yellow and they come in October. And right. Then I realize, nope, it's a Myarcus flycatcher. I can see it has an orange, it flies and you can see it's got beautiful orange wings, orange tail. It's bright yellow on the breast. It's got this gray head, green back, and there's a little bit of this vest in where the colors meet on the head and, and the yellow. And this is where you study enough drawings. In those days, no internet, <laughs> just books, and not many photo books at that. So you would look at drawings. And I went, oh my God, it's a great crested flycatcher. I'd never seen one in my life. I just knew that had to be what it was. I was right. And uh, it was, it was kind of like, after I had this exciting moment, I'm kind of thinking like, hey, wait a minute. Did, I heard a voice say, look up. Like, there's no one with me here. What's going on? <laughs> and, and, you it's know, funny how afterwards it dawns on You know, on it's kind of like, oh, okay. So that <laughs> dead fisherman spirit was telling me something. Okay, this is getting a little too Twilight zone Like, what the hell's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's what that place was like. Um, wow. I would go back in a heartbeat if I could, um, but they don't do that project anymore. But I, you know, I, I would love to go back, even by boat, just to go around the island and see it. Oh, I'd but love it, to. It, it, it is a trip and a half. Like um, I have lived on the west coast a lot. I've been out in windstorms. I have been out in places that get this type of thing, and that experience was one of the craziest i've ever had like the gusts of wind would brutal you couldn't open the door you couldn't open the door the door opened outward right you, just, you couldn't open it oh, and if you did open it you might not be able to close it properly right. because the wind would just like you felt you felt like the whole thing was going to blow away so it was a brand new cabin i want to mention this because people are going to laugh their buns off so okay so <laughs> it's a brand new cabin right Okay, well, we'll put it all together. But you know the roof? Well, we'll just put the odd bolt in there just to hold it down, right? So oh, Brilliant. So we got this huge first windstorm, right? We've only been there like maybe a couple of days. And the roof is like going, kabang, kabang. Oh, and we're getting God. vortexes in the cabin. like Oh. And we're madly putting bolts in and another person's putting the nut on and the third person's just cranking it with a, you know, <laughs> trying to get it down. And we, you know, we had to put a whole bunch of these in. So we went in layers. It was like every four just to get it. So it's solid. And then, and then every other one. And then finally we had it all bolted down. The roof stopped doing that. Can you imagine? You oh, spent yeah, millions of dollars on this. They had to ship it out there to hold out door to get it built. And now nah, we'll just, we'll just, yeah, we won't worry about that roof. Even though there's a problem here with winds and that. Nah, we'll just put a few <laughs> bolts in it and just hold it together. I caramba. Just lifts off. Like Bye. it could have. Yeah. And if it had, we were completely hooped. Oh, man. Because there'd be no way to get out of that wind. Not a chance. That was the only thing that could you out of the wind was when you were in the cabin. Oh. You know? Um, it, it, it was just a surreal experience. No um, doubt. I, I tried to go swimming there. Oh, geez, really? And then I realized that the killer whales out there are of the nomadic type, and they're looking at me like, oh, that looks rather tasty. You could just <laughs> tell. They were coming in to check me out. like, bad idea, bad idea. Get out of the water. You've seen enough of those footages. You don't want to be, you know, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to accidentally bite something they're not interested in either. <laughs> so I got out of the water. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to go swimming here. I, I love swimming, right? So, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, oh man, what a trippy place. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it sounded just wild. 
Holy. Yeah, I, 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 I'm forgetting things here. I remember we were on Puffin Rock and um, a storm came in and the tide came in with it and we got caught. Oh. And the only way to get down was when the wave pulled back, you had to run. And they had these rocks stood out, these flat rocks that had been molded that way from eons of wave action. And they rose up just enough above the water that if you jumped on it, you wouldn't be pulled out to sea. And I had to do that four times to get to the beach. Oh, geez. So by the time I got back, I was soaking wet. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm hiding on Puffin Rock um, down below where the, the, the sea cave is. And man, the sound of that water running through there's like a freight train. It was unbelievable. It would roll around and you'd, you'd hear this, eh? And then you'd see the water kind of splash over. And, and then I actually crawled up and looked and it scared the shit out of me. It was like these massive waves coming down on you, but just the shape of the rock where we were was this lip that it would bounce it and then it wouldn't come over. Right, right. Because it could have pulled us off. And that was a bit of a miscommunication on uh, the part of uh, my boss at the time. He didn't realize what the tide was doing because I kept going, maybe we should be leaving. Oh, it'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oops. So luckily, you know, we dried out our clothes and everything, but I... I I remember having to run for it. And it was, it was a, you know, don't look back. Just there's your objective. Don't worry about the sound of the freight train that's coming behind you. Don't worry about the fact that it's breaking above you and that the water will then hit mm -hmm. below you. Just get on that rock and hang on to everything you got. The first one, I almost got swept off because that was the one that had the most water affecting it. Oh, the next boy. one was a little bit less. Mm -hmm. And it just got progressively a little bit less, right, a little bit right. less, a little bit less. By that point, you're soaking wet. And it's <laughs> yeah. almost November. Yeah, it's cold. Oh, man. Yeah, no. Just crazy I'm... shit. But, you know, that's field work. That's what it used to be like. It was a real cowboy sort of, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to get her done, you know, kind of thing, right? And, and uh, mm. you know, I, I, I'm still here. Lucky. Yeah. Lots of close calls. I can only imagine. I told everybody about the tent. No, I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. Do we have time? I think so. Sure we do. Okay. I don't know if I told you guys <laughs> the story, but everything I'm going to tell you is absolutely true. I think, personally... This would make one of those amazing shorts in the theater when be, you go see a movie. You know, they usually have a little short movie before the theater. There's no dialogue. It's just two people talking and trying to survive. So <laughs> it was our first first day on the job. And the way the job worked was we got flown out to locations at the end of the day, mm -hmm. camped, and then we had to be at the mouth of these inlets. This is all clackwatt sound, okay? Um for first light so you had to be up at three o'clock because that's when the merlets came in and and you wanted to be there when the twilight happened at i don't know four o'clock or whatever and try to see how many there were in the old days they're trying to gauge how many were going into the forest because they're a seabird that nests in old growth tree branches okay okay first day two city kids mitch and i and i'd worked out there before mitch hadn't this was his first field job and hmm. So I was kind of like the guy in charge, though, honestly, the way we worked, it didn't really matter. But okay, so we, we go out there, 
and we get dropped we're going to get dropped off and we got out too late the pilot was a bit late and we got out there right at sunset it, the sun was actually down he came right. back when the light was kind of crappy so i'm not sure if it was deliberate i'm not sure if it was an accident but i'll let you tell you what happened so he goes, well, that area looks pretty flat, and, and there's a bit of grass. I think you'll be okay there. And it's like, okay, well, drop us here. Now, a little backstory. I'd worked out there uh, a couple summers in a row. I knew how wet it got. Mm-hmm. So everything we had was given to us by um, the company we're working for. And so we went to the hardware store and I, we bought waterproofing and we waterproofed the crap out of that tent and our equipment. So that tent was as waterproof as you could get. It also had a very high zipper. Didn't have a low zipper on the ground. It had one of these high ones. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and that was critical later on. So what ended up happening was we didn't stake the tent in and um, got dark. Yeah, go to sleep, go up early. So, I don't know, it was, I can't remember anymore exact time, but it would have been around 11 o'clock at night, which is pitch black. There's no lights, no people, no nothing out there, man. It's absolutely Zipola, okay? And uh, I had a nightmare that I was drowning, that I was being engulfed in water and I couldn't breathe. And I, I woke up and I'm like, oh, what the heck was that about? And, and I, I go to roll over and it's like, what the hell, man? There's no ground underneath us. What the hell? <laughs> oh, fuck, there's water. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. And this is where you learn something about yourself, your friends, your coworkers. Well, Mitch became a very good friend. But at this point, you know, he was just a friend I knew, and we're same age, and they want an opportunity. Yeah, you know, he's into that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know him as well as I was going to know him, but we, we'd gone birdie. We were friends, you know. Um, there's there's two things that need to happen in a situation like this. You stay extremely calm mm-hmm. and you take control. If you freak out, if you lose it, if you get scared, if anything happens that's not what I just said, mm-hmm. you will die. That's the end of it. Okay? Yeah. I know that sounds kind of weird, but that's the only way I can put it that makes sense. So, okay. So I go, uh, hey, Mitch. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, man? Um, we're floating in the ocean. He goes, what? I said, well, did you feel the tent going up and down? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, feel the ground, man. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> what the hell? I said, well, okay, man. A bunch of stuff's gonna happen. He goes, okay, yeah, yeah, right on. I said, well, let's just let's just do it. And he goes, yeah, yeah, right on. You know, he's just like, let's do it. Stay positive. That's the other thing. Yeah, stay positive. Mm-hmm. So we had a tote that we put all our stuff in to keep it dry. So we stripped. We basically got into underwear. I may, I think we still had underwear on, if I remember. Yeah, and we put everything in the tote, and it was a fairly big one, so no problem. And we put our sleeping bags in another one, and our optics and all our equipment that we had everything went in these i think it was two totes yeah and so all it was left was the tent and we kept the headlight we had a headlight on you know Mm -hmm. so we kept that i wear glasses i'm blind as a bat if i drop them (laughs) so 
this is going to be an adventure for me because if I took them off, I'd be out of focus and I can't see what I'm doing mm-hmm. and in the dark. That's a bad thing. Plus there's you know, waves. Oh yeah. So anywho, I opened the tent and we had to do this very carefully because if the water had come in, woof, it mm. sucked in and they fucked right. Yeah. So Mitch goes, okay, I'm going to go first, man. All right. He rolls in. I pull the tent up and he's going, Holy shit, I'm dog paddling. I go, hang on a second. And I just remember him going, and you see this headlamp go down, 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 down. This little tiny light. And then, and he comes up, he goes, holy shit. I'm like, okay, that's all I need to know. I said, I got an idea. And I'm looking out, and I'm going, hey, we're lucky here. There's no cloud, no moon, but there's no cloud. I can see the stars. Amateur astronomer, this is going to work out. I'll tell you why. All the valleys run east to west, west to east. You know, they're that they're horizontal. They're not north-south. Mm. We just have to find the north star. I showed it to him. Okay, we're swimming for that. And then I got in the water, and I had to hold my glasses with one hand and dog paddle with the other because I did not want to lose them, man. And then he took the tent and I took the totes Mm -hmm. and then we switched off and we did this for hours. And I mean, hours. And we were quite a ways out. I guess it was a pretty big tide Mm -hmm. and it sucked us right out. eh? So I remember um, you could sort of make out landforms because you could see where the stars were and then you could sort of make out, oh yeah, okay, that's where the, there's a, point of land there and those are mountains there and you can sort of get a rough idea of uh, shapes and stuff right mm-hmm. so it finally gets that time in the morning where you get a bit of light it kind of helps and it kind of hurts because you think you've done a lot in the dark and then you realize oh no <laughs> you got a long way to go young man mm. so we just kept going and we would side stroke, back stroke, dog paddle, rest, you know, and we kept totally calm. And finally, we got to a point where it wasn't bigger waves. It was, you know, the waves were not too bad. Mm-hmm. And and then you could sort of see, oh, yeah, we're getting to a point where I think we can make that. And you have to always stay positive. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. There's none of this, oh, I think I can't. No, you are. Mm-hmm. right. So the dialogue was like, you know, water coming up and down and, you know, you're in waves, you're swimming and you're kind of just communicating the best you can, but you can't really hear because you got half of you is in water, half of you Mm -hmm. isn't in water. And then finally we got to a point where um, I kind of dragged a little behind because I was dragging the tent. I didn't want the tent to sink because then we would have had to explain where the tent went. I wanted to get back with everything and we did. And so he, he got up a little bit ahead and then, he goes, hang on a second. And he goes down on the water and he kind of went back up again. He goes, I think I I think I hit the bottom. And I said, Well, it better not be a basking shark, man. Like, <laughs> like tell me it's the ground. Oh, it's it's gotta be the ground, man. And, and so he he went down, he goes, Oh yeah, yeah, no, come on, come on. It, you, you'll be okay. So at this point, you're exhausted. You've been swimming mm-hmm. for hours, like hours. And you can't feel your arms or your legs. Like, this is the part I want to say. The hypothermia was hot. Like, oh happened. my gosh. So um I would hit that and I'd just bounce up and take a breath. And at this point, it's like, I can't swim anymore. My arms are gone. And I, I had the tent in such a way that it was kind of wrapped and tied oh, on okay. me. Yeah. 
And if I had to drag it at this point, it's like, well, if I can walk, I don't care anymore, right? So um, finally, it got to the point where it's up to my neck. Okay. And I could sort of walk. Remember, I'm barefoot, so mm-hmm. I could slice up my feet. Oh, yeah, who knows what? Because I took my shoes off. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, we, we eventually got it where, you know, the water went down and down, and, and it was kind of just up to our uh, waist. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I didn't care. <laughs> now I'm going to make it. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm yeah. not drowning now. Yeah. I just, like, want to find somewhere I can rest because I'm exhausted. I made a really smart call. The night before, I said to him, why don't we bring soup and why don't we bring in our thermos's coffee for the morning? Then we got something hot to drink, something that give us energy. And then when we get picked up, you know, we'll eat when we get back, but we'll have something in our stomachs. It's like, yeah, yeah. So we did that the night before and we had brand new thermoses, right? I saved our bit, our butts. So we, we, we trudged and trudged and trudged and we get to sort of the beginning of the inlet. And then it's like, oh my God, look at all the forest and look at all the trees down and, you know, how the hell are we getting out of here? And then it sounded like, you know what? Who cares? There was this huge log the size of um, like a bus. It was a huge, huge log. Oh. Remember, we're in water. So, you know, it, it goes up quite a ways up, but mm-hmm. we still had to lift ourselves up. I don't know how we did it, considering our arms weren't working. We get up on top of this thing. It's like, oh, thank God. And we start having food. It took a, both of us to open everything with using our hands together to do all this. We couldn't feel anything. Our hands were almost numb. Oh. But somehow he managed to get his knife out, and we managed together to carve a line. Let's see what the tide's doing. It kept coming in. It kept covering it up, covering it up. We're at the top of the log. There was a thin strip left. We're actually dangling our limbs in the water. And I, at this point, I'm like, I don't care. Drinking coffee, it was like ice melting. You could feel your body coming back to life, you know. And it turns out we had a phenomenal view of the inlet and a perfect sky to do the job <laughs> so we did the survey oh and my i just gosh. said let's just Are do the survey well, the sun came out and, yeah. and you know like now it's like daylight and it's it sun's out and it's sort of getting warmer coming back to life and i said to mitch let's just do it he goes yeah yeah let's do it yeah so we got our equipment out and we did the survey we're both exhausted we did it and it's like okay great got some data Let's get out of here and bushwhack our way to... There's got to be a road somewhere around here. And that's what we did. We we bushwhacked through half-flooded areas and mucky areas. Mm. And we got our asses out. Because we found a channel that was sort of like a river that came in there. And, okay. that, and then we walked that. And there was a bridge. And I'm like, okay, we're done. There's a road. Yay. Yeah. So we got up to the road. And we were there for a little while. And... um we kind of started drying out a little bit. And um, I said to him, I said, I don't know what went on here. I don't know if this is an accident or if this is a joke, a, like a hazing. I said, some of these pilots are um, cowboys because I dealt with them before. And they may think two city kids, let's let's fuck with them. Mm-hmm. So here's what's going to happen. We're not going to say a word. We're not going to say anything to anybody. We just keep this to ourselves. Because they gossip, and this will go around like wildfire, and that's our first day. We don't need this. <laughs> Sounds good. So I said, he's going to ask us why we're wet. He goes, yeah, I mean, we're soaking wet, man. We can't hide that. I said, I'll just tell him it rained. doesn't matter if it's a clear sky out here. It always rains out here. <laughs> He'll have to believe it. And that's exactly what he did. He shows up, and he has a stupid look on his face, and this is why I think he did it deliberately. I'll never know. Um, but... Well, you're really wet. And it's like, yeah, it rained. And we got in the back, didn't say a word. (laughs) 
Oh, man. And we get to the hotel we're staying in, and we, it looked like, you know, we're a bunch of gypsies, man. We had everything drying in the sun, <laughs> you know. And, and uh, anyway, so from that moment on, um, I, I always was grateful that I had looked at the map, and I kind of knew roughly where I was going. Like, we kind of needed to know. We can't go blind, but they didn't give me any time. We arrived there that day, and then we're suddenly out the door. I was kind of rushed. You know? So we took the time after that to really know where our spots were, all the safety precautions. But the thing about that particular pilot, he was a total nut. He actually did crazy stuff. Uh, and he could have killed us t- many times over. He'd stall the thing. He'd make it free fall. He'd do things, and he, you know, he he would just do it for oh a joke, just, just a sick joke, right? And you'd be screaming. I'm going, "What the hell's wrong with you?" I remember mm-hmm. one one time I got off the. He did that, and I got off the chopper, and I said, "You know, if you ever do anything like that again, I'm going to, <clears throat> you know." Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, and I, I was really angry, and and um, so um, what ended up happening to him a year later. Mitch and I and our crew are leaving at Tofino Airport, getting on a helicopter to go out to uh, one of the watersheds. And a chopper came in, and we weren't really paying attention. Right? And we had two pilots that previous summer, okay? Right. One guy we loved, and the other guy we hated. And it was the guy we loved. And suddenly he, he goes, it's the Burner Boys! And we turn around, it's like, Cliffy! Oh, my God! <laughs> you know and, you know, hugs, and nah, we're talking away. And, of course, the other people are kind of like, who is this guy? And and he, he goes, he, I can't, I don't remember his name. I'm not going to say it on mm-hmm. here. But anyway, um, you know, such and such, uh, I know you would have had problems with him last year. You guys were really um, troopers. You never really said anything. And I said, oh, we said it to each other. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I bet. He goes, well, I got news for you. Um, after you guys finished your project, which would have been... About the end of July, okay? So it would have been about a month later. He pulled, I guess, the same stuff he'd been pulling on you where he stalled the helicopter and made it free-for-all mm. and didn't say anything and, you know, thought it was a big joke. And I, and Mitch goes, yeah, that actually happened. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was horrible. Well, he did it to the vice president of the company, and as soon as he landed it, he got fired. <laughs> He got his license taken away. And you should have seen the two of us, man. Yes. High five and one kid. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cliff's all happy, too. He didn't like him either. And he goes, well, I've got a retirement party coming up. Are you guys going to be able to come? And and he told us we couldn't go. And we always felt really bad we couldn't go. But it was like, oh, man, he got his comeuppance. (laughs) I can tell you some other crazy stuff, but I don't want anyone listening that might be able to figure out who he was. (laughs) Just leave it where it is in the long back channel of history. But Fair that, that's the kind of crazy shit I used to to deal with uh, with work. You you would get personalities, you'd get some nice people, some crazy people, some oh, yeah. sort of half in, half out people, and um, adventures and stuff, and, oh, and just man. crazy stuff, man. You know, wild. Yeah. I mean, I'm amazed I'm still here. But you know <laughs> what it does is it allows you to think differently because mm-hmm. you're not in that nine to five thing you know you're you're more of a free spirit so you've got time to absorb things right and it allows you to to really understand what we're talking about today i look at that stuff and how it prepared me and now i can understand the positive energy the the, the wow the wave energy all that stuff we talk about it's a real thing you see it in nature you feel it in nature and and to finally at my age figure it out is really cool 
So I had yeah. a really weird day, and it ends on a great note, man. I mean, it's like, yeah, so sorry. I mean, to hog all the time. No, here, no, no, man. I, I, just I had, love I, the I, stories. I have other ones. That, well, you know, we <laughs> could probably do that as an occasional segment. Rick, ex, <laughs> Rick Experiences brought to you by the Wow Factor and the WOW <laughs> Network. So, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe we'll do stuff Rick's like that. crazy. Oh, my God, man. Oh, my yep. God. But that, yeah, I never forget that. Looking oh. up at this huge wave man. crashing on this rock that normally you look up at and you think, well, nothing would be that high. And you're going, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it was going to take the cabin out. I oh, thought, the, I thought that whole thing of water was just going to come in and take our cabin with the radio. And then, well, what do we do? We just sit here for a <laughs> month until finally, I guess we better go check on them you know. No doubt. Would have been a little bit of Lord of the Flies and Hunger Games all <laughs> once there, man, because there's only three people and there's only enough supplies for so long, you know? Oh. <laughs> Crazy, man. Crazy. Oh, man. So, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, there you go, guys. So, hey, when you're really down about your job, <laughs> when you're having a weird day with a coworker, just remember Ricky Baby and Mitchy Boy <laughs> swimming for their lives in the dark. There you go. You heard it here. <laughs> you know, and, and, and think to yourself, well, geez, you know, Bob may be a bit of an ass, but he's not like that. You know, <laughs> you know he's not throwing me out in the ocean and having to swim for it. You know? like, and uh, it's all perspectives, people. It's all, yeah. it's all, you know, degrees of whatever. And, and uh, yeah, man, that, that, that really happened. No, that really happened. That was awesome. I haven't, I haven't even warped it or changed it or any of that man that's just straight up but that wouldn't that be a great short movie you know (laughs) chopper takes off and you know the dialogue would be something like well i guess we better get some sleep and then boom and then it just goes exactly i told you and then the action would be the camera would be in the in the water with two guys going for it and it would have that sound of the water when you go under the wave up in the wave. Oh yeah, I can see the, the camera it, work and it was, going under. There's not a lot of dialogue yeah. here, man. This is just a story about survival and it would be one of those, like anybody hears this, let's do it. And, and you know, it would be so cool to do that because it's a success story. Mm-hmm. You got to wonder the odd time it doesn't work out. What was the element that made it not work out? Yeah. I think we figured it out. I want to say this at the end here before we go. Why we're here is because the tide was coming in. And, right. and that, that and makes sense. that made the difference. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was there's a fail-safe point. There's a death point. There's a point of no return. Mm-hmm. When we got out the maps and we kind of figured out where we were by what we saw um from the mountains around us, mm-hmm. we were just at the beginning of that zone. Oh okay. we figured that it had it gone on another half hour, mm-hmm. not a chance given how exhausted we were and, and everything. And I think the difference was I woke up at the right, just the right time. Yeah, I was going to say. And we had the tide going in. Mm-hmm. So even though you're working your ass off and you're, you're you're totally dying from cold, that little extra push just gave us enough of a nudge that we got there. Yeah. And it's just a whole bunch of things came together. Like, I, like people that have known me just go, you got some weird guardian angel yeah. energy, man. Because... Absolutely. I shouldn't be here. I mean, yeah. I could have been gone a long time ago. But anyway, that's another episode of <laughs> As the Wow Factor Turns and, oh, and the Game of Life on Always Game for Life. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, no, it's been, it's been awesome. And uh, thanks again. Yeah, and, man. Uh, any, anytime. Love the stories, I, man. I, I, I could talk love about, them. I, I'll, we'll talk about animal encounters next time on <laughs> the, you know, Always Game for Life. 
So yeah. Oh man, crazy stories. Too many cougars. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's that's going to be the the only tidbit. Oh I'm boy, say. Vancouver Island. Too many effing <laughs> cougars because you're up at three thirty in the morning and oh my god, we'll leave it for next time. Yes. yes. Anyway, Mark, I've talked too much. <laughs> Take it away, August <laughs> It's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, oh, I, I love the stories and uh, I hope uh, everyone else does, man. I hope you I guys mean, love that. Oh, they're god. great. They're at the scary zone. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we can do an episode for that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. My sister wants me to write a book. Mm. I don't think a book will cover it. Or maybe a movie. Well, this is why I, I am writing I a screenplay based on my life. Same idea, right? <laughs> I don't know how you can capture the fear, but also the joy at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to have the right camera person or something. You do, you do. Because a lot of it is to do with camera work, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Certain movements of the camera gives it uh, certain emotions. That's certain, right. You know, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'm just remembering how cold I was, and it's weird. I'm warm and toasty here, but talking about it, mm. I started getting that numbing cold. Isn't that bizarre? Your brain works? Yeah. Man? Like, yeah. smells and stuff? Yeah. Oh, it's, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Etched in the when brain, a- When animals don't attack, but think about it. That'll be next time on the <laughs> Wow Factor Network, you know, the W-O-W. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, so yes, it has been a spice once again. Um, thank you. Yeah, and, uh, man, that was great, great stories. I, and um, next week on Mutual <laughs> <laughs> the Wild Kingdom. You know, oh, you know. God. Anyway, and as always, um, you know, we we thank you for all the uh, support and the love. And uh, that's wonderful. Thank we you. We appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoy my stories. I I, I love telling them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, for sure, for sure. And uh, yeah, don't forget, um, once again, as we always say, you know, share those pictures and... Um, Get the word out. Follow people. that Facebook and, and Instagram and all those... Embrace fun the wow. social networks. Share for, the wow. Yes. Be in the now with the wow, man. <laughs> They're all in the description below. That's right. Um, you don't need drugs for a while. Yeah. <laughs> all done natural. All natural, baby. Uh, <laughs> Unless you need that, then okay. I'm not judging. But, yeah, no, no. But, hey, you know, it, it helps. It, it helps. But if you yeah. can do it on your own, it's it's almost a pure form of wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. It's the vintage wow. It's the wow from the wine cellar. Yeah. It's that certain, ooh, good year. It's, a, <laughs> it's that good year, yep. <laughs> Uh, okay, man, wrap it up. I'm all right. <laughs> oh, this is great. Oh, oh man. Holy cow. <laughs> all right. Well, as I always say, you know, let's uh, love one another and uh, be good to each other. Because life is always game for us. So let's be always game for life. You betcha. And, uh, you betcha. Love ya. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Peace, love, all that good stuff, people. <laughs> That's always gay for us. We're always gay for life. That's always gay for us. We're always game for life. That's always gay for us. We're always game for life.
Wow, 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 w